Hi, Samir and Samet here, and welcome back to our F1 podcast. Today, we'll be talking about the 2022 Dutch Grand Prix. So, going into this weekend, then, the second race of the triple header, obviously, Spa, the Netherlands, and Monza, the second race in the triple header, there was some big news coming into this weekend, and it was announced that Oscar Piastri would be replacing Daniel Ricciardo at McLaren. Yeah, this was obviously a really big issue, though, for Ricardo. I mean, last weekend it was announced that he would be leaving the team a year earlier than his contract stated. But there was more controversy to just McLaren signing um, Piastri. It was actually revealed that Piastri had been signed by McLaren during the British Grand Prix many um, months ago. So that um was really um I think it was really disappointing for McLaren to see that because after they signed Piastri for the British Grand Prix they still told Ricardo they would continue with him for 2023 so that obviously wasn't uh that obviously isn't really that cool to do with um a driver like Daniel Ricardo yeah so hopefully Ricardo can just still keep his cool and keep his comments to continue to perform and deliver the results that he and McLaren both want but I'm also excited to see how Oscar Piastri is going to do because we obviously know that he's a really talented driver won the Formula Renault Formula 3 and Formula 2 championships in successive years so obviously he's a big talent so him and Lando Norris at McLaren two youngsters it's a looking like a really good lineup for McLaren yeah so going into FP1 now, drivers were taking on this Dutch Grand Prix, a very old school style racetrack, obviously. It's almost like a street circuit, but just without any um railings to the side, and it's just all grass and dirt and gravel. But there would be a new thing coming to Zandvoort rather than just these new 2022 spec cars. It was announced that they would be trialing DRS being open through the banking so in last year the drs they could open after the banking but this year they decided to allow them to open it through the banking they trialed it in the free practice sessions and then eventually they decided it would be allowed for qualifying and the race so that was a big um thing drivers needed to get used to in fp1 i quote ricardo um he said like you first time he tried it he needed to hang on um, I bet it was for all drivers, it felt like the rear was just about to step out with that DRS open. But in FP1, though, right off the bat, Mercedes looked very quick. After, obviously, Spa, um, they were pretty probably disappointed with the results that they got with Hamilton. So Hamilton was looking to bounce back. And they looked quick. Russell topped the session with Hamilton behind him. So it was a Mercedes 1-2. But um, unfortunately, though, for Hamilton, he had some radio issues, so he couldn't quite hear his engineer when people were trying to pass him. So that created a lot of traffic everywhere he went. But other issues for other drivers was, for example, Ricardo was locking up at turn 11 and he went off the gravel along with Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnussen, both the, all three of them using the gravel area at turn 11 and 12. Then we saw Sergio Perez in the Red Bull off at turn 9. So that was um uh, almost a um pretty nasty scare for him. But um a big um shock was that Verstappen, he had a gearbox issue. So he had to end his session early. Massive disappointment for him and the um 
Dutch fans as they had to see what was going on with his Red Bull. But in the end, it was George Russell, P1, and Lewis Hamilton, P2. So Mercedes, 1-2 in FP1. Then came Sainz, P4. Then the two McLarens, Norris ahead of Ricardo. Both of them looking pretty quick for now. And then came Charles Leclerc, 6. So disappointing for him in the Ferrari. Then Perez, 7th. Alonso, 8th. Ocon, 9th. And Albon, 10th in his Williams. Yeah, so now going into FP2 once again, Mercedes were still looking pretty quick, but Ferrari were looking even quicker um, as they took 1 and 2 in FP2. But in, throughout FP2, we saw Daniel Ricciardo had to miss the final 25 minutes of the session due to some technical issues in his McLaren. Also, um, some drivers like Fernando Alonso were struggling with traffic throughout some of their laps. And Alonso was trying to navigate his way through, but then eventually got too bad and he had to abort his lap. And obviously, Max Verstappen was trying to play catch-up after he missed most of FP1 and he was trying to get as many laps in as he could. But compared to FP1, though, the drivers weren't going off the track as much as they were in the first um, session, so that was a good improvement for all of them. But Sonoda, however, he went into the gravel at turn 9 and he beached his Alpha Tauri um, in the gravel and that brought out a red flag with just 10 minutes to go. So at the end of FP2 then, it was Charles Leclerc P1 with a time of a 1 minute 12.3, just 4 um, one thousandths of a second ahead of Carlos Sainz in P2. Then came Lewis Hamilton looking quick again for Mercedes, ahead of Lando Norris, George Russell, Lance Stroll in 6th, Alonso in 7th, then Verstappen, Ocon and then Daniel Ricciardo to complete the top 10. So going into FP3 now, drivers had to tune their setups for the final time before qualifying. And it looked like here Leclerc was the um, was quicker than Verstappen. But it looked like also Russell could be quicker than Verstappen. Because Leclerc was first and then Russell second and Verstappen third. So it looked like Ferrari, Red Bull and Mercedes, there were potentially six cars in contention for pole position and for the win on Sunday. But we saw... Tra more traffic this session. We saw Perez and Sainz get racy at turn 11 and 12, both of them going wheel to wheel. They're not um, sure what happened there. Perez not wanting to give up the position to give up the track space to Sainz. But Perez also had the right to do that because he wanted to test his new setups. They changed setups overnight um, for Saturday's qualifying and Perez was struggling with it. Um, he said like the rear end was getting worse, and he just needed to, um, get as used to as as get to, as used to as he could with the setup before qualifying. But um, it would be really bad for Red Bull if Perez wasn't up there because potentially Ferrari and Mercedes could capitalize capitalize on that. As we know, Zandvoort is a very difficult track to overtake. It's very narrow, so that wouldn't allow drivers a lot of places to overtake. Another driver with issues was Lando Norris. He had to miss a lot of the session with issues to his car. And we saw Gasly and Sonoda in the Alpha Tauris both struggling. So that was um worry for Alpha Tauri as they needed to see what they could do to get their drivers ready for qualifying. And one other thing too, there was a lot of pigeons everywhere that a lot of drivers were complaining about were flying in the way and they had to be avoiding them. Russell saying that there was pigeons absolutely everywhere. 
But in the end, it was Leclerc um, ahead of Russell, then came Verstappen third, then Sainz fourth, Hamilton fifth, then came Perez sixth, Alonso, Vettel, Schumacher, and Lando Norris rounding off the top ten. So now going into qualifying, um, Q1, now drivers had to um, use that setups they got from um, all those practice sessions and right here into Q1. But one thing we saw right off the bat was we saw Norris being unsafely released into the path of Sonoda. So the stewards would have to investigate that. And from free practice, we saw that Aston Martin looked very quick. So it would look like it looked like Aston Martin could go really high, high up the grid this weekend. We saw them setting fastest sector ones in Q1. So that was really good. And we did see Stroll go all the way up to fourth in Q, um, in Q1. But on his last run, he kicked up dirt at the final, at the penultimate corner. And that caused him, that caused a lot of dirt to get onto the track. And that dirt affected Vettel and Ricardo as Ricardo just lost all the grip through that corner and the banking. So he unfortunately got knocked out because of that. And Vettel spun because of the dirt. So he was also knocked out. So that was very disappointing for him. But another driver, Yuki Tsunoda, he completely capitalized on Q1. After struggling in FP3, he went to the other side of the tables in Q1. He went second fastest in his Alpha Tari. So he looked really quick. But in the end, it was Latifi 20th, Vettel 19th, Magnussen 18th, Ricardo 17th, and Valtteri Bottas 16th. Bottas out in Q1 again. Now, going into Q2, now, we saw Norris looking really fast in his McLaren. McLaren looked really quick, but Norris obviously quicks because he's still in, F in Q2. But Ricardo unfortunately, wouldn't be there due to the issues with Stroll kicking up dirt onto the track. We saw Schumacher also get through to Q3 after his Q2 runs. Haas looking really quick with him, even though Magnussen got knocked out. And then we saw... Carlos Sainz looking um to be ahead of Russell and both of them ahead of Max Verstappen. So that was pretty interesting. Verstappen obviously having the support of the Dutch crowd, but a Ferrari and a Mercedes ahead of him. That was bad news for him. But two, um, we saw both Alpines get knocked out along with Gasly. So just the Alpines just losing all their pace in Q2 along with Pierre Gasly both of them being out as Sonoda went through so that was disappointing for Gasly but in the end it was Alex Albon out in 15th then came Joe Gonyu 14th Alonso 13th Ocon 12th Gasly 11th then Lance Stroll um in 10. So now going into Q3 now we saw Verstappen um going fastest to the top of the tables briefly with Hamilton very close behind him. So it looked like Hamilton along with Russell could be in contention for a pole position. And then we saw Leclerc go faster than everyone on his um first run. So Leclerc set the pace right off the bat. And then on the last runs, Leclerc improved his final runs. But unfortunately it was for him it wasn't able he wasn't able to beat Max Verstappen as he went to the top of the tables for his for provisional pole position in front of his home fans and right controversially kind of right as we saw that we saw Perez spin at the final corner which didn't allow the Mercedes to improve because of those red flag because of those yellow flags 
So that was disappointing for Mercedes getting caught out by Perez's spin. But in the end, it was Max Verstappen on pole position with Charles Leclerc right behind it. And it wasn't a big of a gap. It was just two one hundredths of a second separating them. So Leclerc could still be in contention for this. And Sainz um, rounded off in P3. So Ferrari 2 and 3, that's good for them. Then came Lewis Hamilton 4th. Sergio Perez 5th after a spin. Then came George Russell 6th. Disappointing for him. He expected to be a bit higher up. Then came Lando Norris 7th. Great lap from him in the McLaren. Then came Schumacher 8th. Yuki Tsunoda 9th. And Lance Stroll in 10th. Yeah, so now moving on to the main Grand Prix and the main race here at Zandvoort for the second year in a row. So at lights out, we saw it was a good start from the pole man, Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc in P2. Both of them got pretty equal starts, but Verstappen, obviously starting from pole, had... um was starting a little bit ahead compared to Charles Leclerc and he moved over to cover off the Ferrari. So into turn one then, we saw Verstappen ahead of Leclerc and then Hamilton and Sainz made slight contact as Sainz was going around the outside of Hamilton. He nearly spun Hamilton around but luckily it was just a small amount of touching so there was no harm done for both drivers. So towards turn uh, two and three, the order was Verstappen from Leclerc, then Sainz, Hamilton, Perez, and Norris, the top six, after Norris had got past the Mercedes of George Russell. So on to the next lap, lap two, Magnussen went into the gravel at turn three. He lost the rear end and slightly lost the rear end and was luckily able to keep it out of the barriers, but it could have ended horribly for Kevin Magnussen and Haas, but luckily he was able to have some supreme car control and keep it out of the barriers. So um now also... On that same lap, we saw George Russell get past Lando Norris on the main straight. So Russell obviously not wasting any time at all in trying to quickly get past um Lando Norris that he lost a place to at the start. Lap 15 then, we saw Carlos Sainz pit onto the medium compound of tyres. And this pit stop um for Carlos Sainz didn't have all of his tyres there. Ferrari once again... um screwing up um their drivers after they didn't have all of the tires out and they also left the pit the wheel gun out outside their pit box kind of and Sergio Perez exiting his pit box who had also pitted for the medium tires he ran over the wheel gun so luckily there was no harm done though to his Red Bull but still Ferrari have to find a way to clean up their team and they have to make sure that everything goes smooth if they ever want a chance at this title against Max Verstappen and Red Bull so finally then um Carlos Sainz got his tires after like a 12 second pit stop where they were missing one tire so he had three on initially initially and then he was just missing one so obviously once again not good for Ferrari so now following the next lap on lap 16 we saw Sebastian Vettel get passed by Mick Schumacher at the turn just before the banking. It was a really good move from Mick Schumacher as both of them went side by side into the chicane and then were um wheel to wheel through that into that final turn before the banking and then Mick Schumacher with some late braking and obviously on the racing line was able to get past his um good friend Sebastian Vettel. So lap 36 then, we saw Lewis Hamilton now trying to get up past Sergio Perez after Hamilton made his pit stop. 
and Hamilton tried to get past Perez into turn one, but Perez defended really aggressively and was able to keep that place ahead of Lewis Hamilton by sort of running him out of road at the exit of turn one. But the following lap, Lewis Hamilton was able to get past Sergio Perez and go around the outside at turn one, and he was able to get past the Red Bull. However, though, we saw the lapped car of Sebastian Vettel get in the way of that battle, and that allowed Perez to have another go at it, but he was still not able to get past um, to, uh, Lewis Hamilton, as uh, Hamilton took the outside line at the banking behind the Aston Martin, and Perez tried to slip it down the inside at the banking, but he just didn't have that exit momentum to get past um, the Mercedes, so Hamilton uh, was still ahead of the Red Bull. So um then on lap 44 we saw Yuki Tsunoda stopped on the side of the track after complaining about a loose wheel but um Alpha Tauri said that everything looked fine so Tsunoda w went um he started driving out and he went back into the pit lane and they um it was a long pit stop cuz I guess Tsunoda thought he was going to get out of the car so I think he loosened his seat belts but um then they tightened um, so I think they were doing something with his seatbelts in the pit lane, but and they he also got a new set of tires, the Yuki Sonora, and then he came out of the pit lane though very very slowly, and now the AlphaTauri team saw that there was something wrong with Sonora's car, and then um so then Sonora stopped at the side of the track, and that brought out the VSC. But a lot of people were thinking that this was orchestrated by Red Bull and AlphaTauri. Like this is some sort of strategy to get uh, uh, Max Verstappen to pit under safety car and retain the lead. But I do not think that the Red Bull or AlphaTauri would do that in any way. I think this was just um, miscommunication of the data and they couldn't see the data properly. So I don't think any intentional harm was done. So that obviously then Yuki Tsunoda's incident brought out the VSC on lap 49 and Verstappen was able to pit uh, onto the hard compound of tyre and Lewis Hamilton and George Russell double stacked at Mercedes and they pit onto the medium compound of tyres. So then on lap 55 then after the safety car had ended, um, Valtteri Bottas stopped on the main straight and just as Bottas had stopped there, there were some yellow flags being waved. Carlos Sainz and Esteban Ocon were fighting out, out into turn one. And Bottas was right there, um, just behind the apex of turn one. So it got really, really um spicy down there. And it could have ended really bad if um there wasn't really good driving between uh, Ocon and Sainz. But uh, it looked like Sainz was ahead going into the yellow flag zone. But yeah, there was obviously a yellow flag there. Science could see it, but um, I don't think uh, I don't think Ocon was ahead of Science. I think Science was ahead, but obviously that could have been really bad. And but luckily Bottas had parked it in a space where he wouldn't have got hit by anyone. So obviously now Bottas being stopped on the side of the track brought out the full core safety car and this allowed Max Verstappen to come and pivot at pit and put on the soft compound attire but when he came out he came out behind Lewis Hamilton and so the drivers because Bottas was stopped on the um main straight the drivers were instructed to drive through the pit lane to um uh 
so that they couldn't so that they um wouldn't get in the way of the safety vehicles obviously out, out on the track and during this time George Russell made the call to go onto the soft compound tires and this turned out to be a really good call but also Carlos Sainz in the pit lane got an unsafe release into Fernando Alonso and um yeah so Carlos's science Carlos Sainz's day was just getting worse and worse and he ended up getting a 5 second penalty for that so now lap 60 the green flag was out and they went racing again and immediately Max Verstappen was in the slipstream of Lewis Hamilton and into turn 1 uh, Max Verstappen got past Lewis Hamilton after Hamilton had was still on his old medium tires he didn't pit onto softs it was only Russell so Hamilton was complaining to the team about how much they um screwed him over but uh, Russell though showing that he has confidence to make the calls um to make his own call so Hamilton should have kind of just made his own call at that moment but also Mercedes should have told um should have also thought of that opportunity when they saw Max Verstappen was pitting they should have also brought Lewis Hamilton as well so um uh, after they went racing then after Verstappen had got past Hamilton into turn one Carlos Sainz also got past Sergio Perez into turn one and so lap 64 then George Russell got past Lewis Hamilton on the main straight and it was um, very tasty stuff as uh, Hamilton kind of um, they nearly rear-ended each other um Russell had to use his quick quick reaction times to um avoid an accident as Hamilton sort of turned to the right as Russell was pulling right as well so both of them went right and Russell had to go obviously more right than he wanted to but he was able to make the move past his teammate and get up into second place then two laps later Charles Leclerc past Lewis Hamilton so it just got worse for Hamilton as he was now out of the podium places after looking like he could potentially win the race but at the end of this race then it was Max Verstappen who won the Dutch Grand Prix for the second year in a row and with fastest lap he took 26 points more for his 10th win of the season and an incredible run of form so far for the reigning world champion George Russell got equaled his best um, finish in Formula 1 and got his best finish for Mercedes with P2. Then came Charles Leclerc in P3 for Ferrari, ahead of Lewis Hamilton in 4th, Perez in 5th, then Alonso in 6th, Norris 7th, Sainz 8th, Ocon 9th, and Lance Stroll in the Aston Martin completing the top 10. So thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast and be sure to join us next time as we take a look at the 2022 Italian Grand Prix. Thank you.